Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday, December 21st. Hope you're having a great day and we are thankful to have you with us for our Winning Side broadcast. We welcome those listening on the radio 95.9 FM and I hope you're having a good day. Maybe you're out and about. Maybe it's time for lunch. Maybe you're going uh, home or going to work or maybe you're out doing some Christmas shopping. I don't know. Whatever you're doing today, we are glad that you are tuned in and thank you for joining us. Uh, We welcome you online, those that are listening uh, by way of Uh, the online radio, and then on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. And then Facebook. Thank you for tuning in today uh, to our Facebook and our YouTube. And I hope that uh, it'll be a blessing to you one way or another as we uh, take a few minutes together here on the Winning Side broadcast to try to be a blessing, be an encouragement, and be a help to you. This is Christmas week. And uh, every day we'll have Christmas songs. Every day we'll have a a Christmas lesson, but I hope it'll be a blessing to you. Happy birthday today to Isaiah Smith, and happy birthday today to Sasha Zorns. I hope you have a great day, and uh, may God richly bless you today. Uh, Don't forget, tomorrow night, our candlelight service at 7 o'clock here at Victory Baptist Church, and we'll sing some Christmas carols. We'll have a a Christmas message it won't be a long service, but it'll be a special service. If you've never been to a candlelight service before, I want to tell you, uh, I'm not opposed to people that use uh, the the pretend candles, but we are going all out, authentic. We are using real candles, and it's a special, special time with the service. It's nothing magical or nothing spooky. Uh, But it's very special as we get together and uh, we uh, just prepare for Christmas and celebrating uh, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's be in prayer for our church, pray for our school, uh, pray for our missionaries, especially at this time. Many of our missionaries, we support uh, 88 missionaries. Most of those are uh, outside of the country. Some are church planners or or, uh, United States uh, ministries. Uh, but many of these folks will not get to spend Christmas with their families. I hope you'll pray for them and ask God to bless them. Here's a great song today. It's called Christmas in Heaven. And, uh, you know, uh, many in our church and uh, many in our community have lost loved ones over this last year. And uh, I hope that uh, we pray for those people who've lost loved ones. Uh, but, you know, I think Christmas is a good time uh, to think about heaven and uh, to realize that this world is not our home. We're just passing through. And uh, one of these days, we're all going to be in heaven. Uh, Those that know the Lord, we're going to be in heaven. We're going to get to celebrate, uh, not just with one another, but we're going to get to celebrate with our Savior, Jesus Christ. And what a day that will be. I want you to enjoy this song, and after the song, we'll be in our Bible study. And we'll be back in Matthew 2 for today. And uh, these next couple days, we'll be in Matthew 2 and Luke 2. But for today, we'll be in Matthew 2 right after this song.
Christmas. We talked about it yesterday. We began, and I uh, told you, I said, I'd love to hear about some of your traditions and some of the things that, uh, uh, that you do. I remember uh, when I was a teenager, I remember we started going Christmas caroling and doing that, and we did that last night for some of our shut-ins. And uh, I, I don't know what traditions you do, but, but find some traditions and, and find some special things you can do with your family that involve doing something for others, not just about us, not just about what am I going to get and what can I do and what will I enjoy, but, but try to think about people at Christmas time uh, who don't have it as good as you have it or who maybe they've gone through some hardships. I think so often of our shut-ins who almost without fail, when I talk to one of our shut-ins, and when I say a shut-in at the church, I'm talking about somebody who can't get out uh, their, their, their health is not good, they're sick, they're weak, they can't get out and do what they want to do. And one of the things they will say just about without fail is they will say, I just wish 
I could get back to church. I've had people say, I wish I could just get back to singing in the choir. I wish I could get back to serving God. I wish I could just be at church and just be in a service. And friend, if God has given you health and strength, uh, take advantage of every opportunity you have to be in church and to serve God and to, to do something for Christ while you and I have time and while we have strength. But I hope you'll pray for those folks. But we talked yesterday about the first ingredient of the Christmas story that I believe is so important, and that is the prophecy. It was prophesied that Jesus would be born. Uh, he would be born of a virgin. His name would be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. He would be born at the right time, in the right place. And uh, Jesus Christ uh, came at the right moment, exactly as God had prophesied, as God had, 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 had promised He would, and as it was prophesied by the prophets. So we saw the prophecy, but today I want you to see number two. Not only the prophecy, but the place. You see, the place was important. It was not an accident that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. You see, Joseph was not uh, uh, living in Bethlehem at the time, uh, but he went back to Bethlehem because that was the city of David. That was his, his home. That was his family. That was his lineage. And so he went back for the census. The Bible says that all went to be taxed. That word taxed means they went to be counted, to be uh, um, uh, recorded in the census of the people and their families. So the Bible says that Mary and Joseph were in Bethlehem, and the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. She had her baby in Bethlehem. Not only was the baby born in Bethlehem, but the baby Jesus was born in a manger. Uh, I preached a little bit about it Sunday night, but uh, a manger is simply a feeding trough for animals. And the reason that he was born in that manger was there was no room in the inn. Jesus uh, had to be born outside in a, a stable, maybe like a barn-like structure. Uh, some have said that they used to use caves even for the animals to get shelter, and maybe it was a cave. I don't know about all that. But the Bible does say that they found the babe lying in a manger. And the angel said, this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And sure enough, that's where they found him. So I want to talk to you today, not only about the prophecy, but today I want to talk to you about the place. The place where Jesus was born was Bethlehem. Now we know Bethlehem and it's so common and it's almost like second nature just to say that Jesus was born in Bethlehem. But Bethlehem was not a big city. Bethlehem was not an important place. As a matter of fact, Jerusalem was the place. That's where the king was. That's where the palace was. That's where the, the who's who could be found. But Bethlehem was just a small town. There was nothing fancy about it. There was nothing big or exciting about it. It was just an average small town. Not only that, but the manger. The manger was an unlikely place for any baby to be born, but especially a king. Uh, the place where the animals were kept or the animals were fed, that would have been a very obscure place. It'd be like if you went to the hospital and you said, I'm here to see so-and-so and so-and-so, uh, she just had a baby and uh, you're expecting to go to the delivery room. You're expecting to go uh, uh, to a room where a mother and baby would be. And if they took you down to the, uh, the, the, the filing room, you'd say, that's not where the baby's born. Well, they take you over to the business office. Well, that's not where the baby's born. They take you to the cafeteria. That's not where the baby's born. They take you to the janitor's closet. No, that's not where a baby would be born. And in this case, a manger is not a likely place 
but it was the place that God chose. I want to say this as we look at the second ingredient in the Christmas story, the place. I want to say that God has a specific place for you. God has a place. God has a spot for you. It may not be a big city. It may not be a big company. Uh, it may not be a well-known place. It may be a place where you don't feel appreciated. It may feel like a place where you feel like you're forgotten. But I want to tell you, God has a place for you, and you and I ought to bloom in the place where God has planted us. For you, it's a workplace. For you, it's a neighborhood. For you, it's a ministry or a church or whatever the place is God has for you. It might be a, a third grade Sunday school class. Uh, it might be in a, a place in the choir. It may be a place on a bus ride. It might be a place in our master clubs or junior church or a place in the nursery. It may be a place uh, uh, at home where you can't even get out, but you can pray uh, for our church and pray for our membership and pray for our services. But God has a place for you. Don't ever forget that God has a place and a purpose for you. And then secondly, I think it reminds us to be humble, knowing that it's about God and it's not about us. You know, Bethlehem was not a famous place. And Jesus was born and not surrounding great circumstances. And there wasn't a, a crowd and there wasn't a parade and there wasn't a welcoming committee. But I want to tell you this. Jesus was born in the place. It was a humble place. Well, Jesus, the Bible says that he came down from heaven and he humbled himself and became a man. He became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Uh, wherever God has put you, I want to tell you, be all that you can be for the Lord. Do all you can for Christ in the place where God has you. I remember when my dad uh, was uh, a Christian school teacher in Rockford, Illinois. I remember we went to Geneseo, Illinois. I had never heard of Geneseo. It was about two hours away from Rockford, and Rockford was a place of 150,000, and Geneseo was a little place of 6,000 people uh, out in the cornfields. When we moved there, I think there were two stoplights. Uh, after we were there for a little while, they added a few more stoplights, but it was just a tiny little place. I had never heard of it. I didn't know anybody had ever been there, uh, but you know what? It was the place where God had us. We went from a huge church and huge property and huge buildings and huge youth group and all that to just a handful of people. But you know what I saw my dad do? I saw my dad go to a place that was very small, but I saw my dad serve God, love people, preach, pray, win souls, uh, uh, be there when people were in the hospital, be there when people were dying, be there at the uh, funeral homes, and be there to visit the shut-ins and to do all the things as if it were a big place. And you know what I saw? I saw God bless a man who was in a small place, an obscure place, a man who was humble, a man who just wanted to serve God, didn't care if he got the recognition, didn't care if anybody noticed, he just wanted to be faithful. And you know what I saw? I saw God take a work in a small place and do some amazing things from it. I've said it before, but in our church alone, we have so many folks who were out of that church and God got a hold of them as young people and now they're serving God and they're living for God and now they're raising their families for God. I want to tell you, the place that God has for you is not small and it's not insignificant if it's where God puts you. If it's where God puts you, it's the biggest, it's the best, it's the greatest place in all the world. Let's remember the place for Jesus being born. It was Bethlehem. 
And God has a place for you and God has a plan for your life. I hope that'll encourage you today. And I hope you'll have a great day and a Merry Christmas. God bless you. Hope you join us tomorrow for another uh, lesson from the Christmas story uh, as we continue in this series. God bless you. Have a great day. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.